You know, Quiggs, it's a glorious time in Philly sports right now. The Phillies beat the Cardinals in the wild card round of the playoffs. They're going to play the Braves in the divisional series. I am pumped about that. I'm going to a Phillies playoff game at home. Super psyched. The Eagles are 5-0. Go Birds! Tyrese Maxey's looking awesome for the Sixers in preseason. James Harden looks like he's in great shape. The Union are the top seed in the playoffs. And then, there's the Flyers. <laughs> Flyers, baby. Flyers, baby. The Best Flyers team in Philly. Best team in Philly. They start this week. And I can't tell you if I have ever, ever dreaded a Flyers season like I've dreaded this one. Yeah. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. I'm like looking forward to this season because like for the first time in a few years, I'm gonna be like in the press box of an NHL game. So that's like fun. But and I'm really looking oh, forward wow. to that, but like the team itself is just good God, Steve. Good <laughs> it's God. Gonna, it's going to be rough. And we're just going to get into it. We are going to talk about the Flyers. We're going to preview the season ahead, and it ain't pretty right now. And the funniest thing is last week we are talking about the few things we were looking forward to this year. Development of certain guys. And a guy we talked about a decent amount was one Cam York. Yam Cork, as some of the listeners may know him out there, some of the readers of uh, Broad Street Hockey. And... Really, Cam York, I want to see his development. He's a potential, you know, second pair defenseman in the future. Could be really good on the power play. And guess who didn't make the opening night roster? Cam York. Oh, Cam. Cam. Yeah, no, he cam Oh, no. Oh, We're going to no. edit that out. We're going to edit that one out. No, that's staying in there. That's in. terrible. That's <laughs> yeah, in. no, it has. It must stay in. It must stay in. No, like, it's just so funny because last <laughs> last week... We were talking about like, you know, kind of the the little bright spots on the roster and like what we're what we the, the very few things that we actually are excited to watch this season. And the two things that I talked about were Noah Cates, who did make the roster and he does look good, and Cam York. And of course, Cam York did not even make the opening night roster. It's just Flyers, baby, Flyers. He didn't even make the final two of the extra defensemen, which is crazy to me. It's uh, Igor well, Zamula and Ronnie Adderd made the final two. And, like, I get it, right? Because he didn't have the best camp. And clearly, Torts wasn't jiving with whatever he was doing in there. Like, Tortorella really was not enjoying what Cam York was bringing in the preseason. So he, he needs some seasoning, all right? And I do support development in the minor leagues and everything, but... It's disappointing, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, all right. So, like, I, I think the reason, like, he probably could, he could have made the roster, like, as one of the extras, but, like, that would just be dumb for the Flyers because, like, there would be no point in him making the team and then they're just like, all right, you're going to sit in the press box. Like, he's still young and he still needs to play. So, like, if they really, like... At this point, yes, I think he's good enough for the NHL, and he could easily be an extra defenseman. I think he's better than Adderd, and I think he's better than Sealer, definitely. But, like, they they don't want to put him in that position because he needs minutes. He needs to play. So, like, in that 
respect, like I understand their decision to put him back down in um, Lehigh Valley. And it's funny, like for me from afar, like last week when Torts was saying, like I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, Cam York's getting all these minutes from Torts. Like that must be a good sign. And turns out like it was a good sign because like Torts was giving him every opportunity to excel, but he just wasn't excelling. And so that's the big bummer for me. Oh, it's a huge bummer for sure. And you really wanted to see him. And this is similar to what happened with Morgan Frost last year. Morgan Frost had every opportunity to grab an opening night roster spot and did not take advantage of that. Morgan Frost yeah. just, you know, didn't. Ha- he had a much better preseason this year, which I, I am excited to hopefully see something out of Morgan Frost this year. But going back to Cam York, I think my biggest problem with this is that I, I don't have a problem with him going to Lehigh Valley instead of being in the press box. I agree. It's a complete waste to have that guy sit in the press box, but Nick Sealer is not a guy. I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but this is like one of the lowest potential lowest ceiling defensemen you can possibly have out there. The yeah. thought of a Nick Sealer, Justin Braun pairing just lulls <laughs> me to sleep. I am yeah. just, <sighs> it's brutal. It's not the best. And the thing with Nick Sealer is like, and you know the reason he's making the team is because of the toughness, the grit, like he fights. Like, oh, wow. and How I will about say, that? like, he, he fights. He does. He's tough. He got in a one fight against a guy bigger than him and he got punched in the face. Oh, they just love guys who get hit in the face with things like Lappy. It's just great. Yeah. Like, fan, I will say, there's like a segment of the fan base that loves that shit. And so, sure. like, it, I guess, like, for them, it's like, well, you know, it's important that he's on the team because, like, people like him because he's tough and, and all that jazz. But, like, he's not very good. So The, like, the six big fans of Nick Sealer, I call him Sealer Team Six, are out there in the streets. <laughs> they're I, losing their minds. That. They're just doing – they're going nuts over this decision. They love it. They <laughs> love their Nick Sealer. He got in that one fight and that was cool against the Kraken. That Like, what are the five good games from yeah. last season? yeah. Yeah, like the fir- the first month of the season last year was like, it was fun. You remember that? It was like literally fun watching the I Flyers did. for the first month of the season. And then it just, oh man. And they beat the Oilers like crazy. And then everything just came falling apart. There was a time we were briefly happy. Very briefly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they beat ha- they beat Hackstall in his return to Philly. Like it was just wonderful. And they had it, a couple of ass whoopings, you know, early in the season. Like, they looked like they were pretty good. We were saying, suck it, nerds. And then it turned out the nerds were 100% right about the Philadelphia yeah. Flyers. They were who the nerds thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, they were all saying before last season, like, the Flyers are going to be bad. And then they started off great. And we were just like, ha! Got you. And then they were, like, actually horrible. Right. Well, to, to revisit our feelings before the season... We thought the Flyers in the season before that, that crazy, weird COVID division season, were a team that, if they had gotten better goaltending, would have been a better team. Like, they played well enough that all they needed was the goaltending, really. And they made some moves, and it turned out one of those moves, the we we all like said, you know, okay, how bad could Ristolainen be, right? Because we were told (laughs) by, again, the nerds, that Ristolainen was going to be bad. And I wasn't happy about the trade. I know some other people weren't, but we were all willing to give it a shot, right? And then it turned out his defense was just terrible. And on top of that, like, 
I think Cam Atkinson ended up being a nice swap with Jake Voracek. I think that ended up being a very fine trade for both teams. Uh, yeah. But looking at the other moves, obviously Ryan Ellis just disappeared into the mist and never to be seen again. And everything fell apart. The Flyers had every injury in the world. The one guy who pretty much could have dragged them up the standings a little further, Sean Couturier, got hurt and again disappeared into the mist, never to be seen again. And then Claude Giroux got traded. So like, yeah, I mean, the whole thing was, it it all went from bad to worse. And now this season, it's just going from worse to whatever's worse than worse. And that's, I don't know. That's, that's just kind of the, the story of this team right now. And like, the only thing right now is like, we just have to hope that some players manage to surprise us pleasantly. And like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple of those players will be some of the young guys. Like who knows? Maybe Ronnie Adderd will like turn into a good third pair defenseman. Like maybe. I like Ronnie Adderd. I would love to see that. Yeah. I I don't think he's making the roster though from like, they don't have space for some of these young guys that I really want to see. And then there's other guys who are getting blocked because they have these like weird fringe players they're obsessed with like i'm kind of bummed that they signed delorier for the rest of time instead of keeping McEwen around now McEwen's headed to the minors and he you know that glorious mustache that hair that flow <laughs> how are you gonna beat that flow and I, I, the only hope is that he turns into the new frank the animal by lois for the the phantoms <laughs> frank the animal 2022 i would pay for that comic book but i McEwen was fun. He was one of the only fun things last year. Not a good hockey player, but a guy who was just fun to watch be a complete freaking menace out there. Mad yeah. Man McEwen. Big Mac. Great nicknames for this guy. And it sucks not going to see him. I don't think Delore is fun at all. He's got kind of this. No, like, he's not. He doesn't. Like, that's the thing. Like, at least McEwen was like, I don't know. Like, there was some redeeming qualities to him. And for Nick Delore, he doesn't do anything well. He's he truly looks like one the of the thing from the Fantastic Four. Like he's got a rocky face. He does. Like he just doesn't. Nothing about him looks fun, physically or game wise. And like he just, he's not gonna. I, I don't know, man. It's. I still hate that signing more than I can even verbalize. It's so. It's a terrible so signing. It, it's it, it's just a stunning signing still that. You know, Chuck Fletcher, of all the things he could have done during the offseason this year, he brought he brought in TDA and Nick Delorier. Just, I still cannot believe Don't that forget was... Justin Braun. Don't forget he brought Justin Braun. <laughs> the Brauner came back, baby. Highly coveted defenseman, free agent, Justin Again, Braun. Again, this just fringe guy that Chuck's obsessed with. That should have been adderd or zamula or somebody's spot and he's like no 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 we need the stability of a justin braun here the most boring defenseman in the nhl we talked about it last week like i don't even hate justin braun it's just i don't hate him he's just boring yeah yeah which like i'm okay with boring third pair defenseman but like it's just it's just funny because it's literally exact the exact opposite of what chuck fletcher said was going to be taking place this offseason absolutely and then to see one of the kids that actually is going to make the roster, and is this guy even a kid, is Hayden Hodgson. This guy they're obsessed <laughs> with. And I don't know what the hell they're seeing out there that they are obsessed with Hayden Hodgson. Why don't we just... Who's the guy who scored a bunch of goals in like three games last year? What, oh. Uh, the Ducks claimed? Oh, God. Um, 
Mayhew. Mayhem. Jerry, Jerry Mayhew. Mayhew. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we have Jerry Mayhew instead of Hayden Hodgson? This just blows my mind. I would happily watch Jerry Mayhew over Hayden Hodgson. I, I don't understand this obsession. I don't know what Jerry Mayhew has to do to get a full-time like NHL roster spot. Because like it was the same thing in, in Minnesota when he was playing for the Wild. He would, like, whenever he would get called up, Minnesota Wild fans would go absolutely nuts. And they were just like, Jerry, baby, Jerry time. And then he would come up and, like, don't get me wrong. He wouldn't do – he wasn't, like, incredible or anything like that. But he would do stuff. And then he would just get sent right back down to the Iowa Wild. And it's, like, the same thing happened to him in Philly. And I'm just like, he's not that bad. Like, he could be, a, like, a player in the NHL. He just needs, like, an opportunity. And, like, it's not like he's ever going to be a top six player or anything like that. But, like, my God, give the guy, like, throw him a bone or something. He had 13 goals between two teams last year. 13 goals in 57 games ain't bad. Yeah, no, he's not a bad player. And, like, he's pretty quick. He's got some speed in his game. Like, I enjoyed watching him. Like, I, it's not like I was yanked out of my seat every time he had the puck or anything like that. Right. But, like, it's not like I can tell you one thing. He's better than Nick Delorier. Oh I can God. promise you that. This ain't a chestnut checker situation with Jerry Mayhew, no. that's for sure. It's definitely checkers, but uh, pretty entertaining checkers. Like, he's got, you know, the, he's been kinged. He's jumping over on the board wherever he wants. Nah. Yeah. I, I mean, Jerry Mayhew is fun. Hayden Hodgson, I, good Lord, another boring player I don't care about. And I just love some of these names that I was looking at the roster. And I went, I've never, there are so many guys. I've never heard their names before in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and here's four of them. Okay. The four that stuck out to me, we've got Adam Brooks, Pat Nagel, who sounds like just a Northeast Philly guy. I went to high school with, you know, uh, Adam Karashik and Louis Belpedio, who sounds like a guy who went to high school down in my current neighborhood, South Philly. So the only reason I know Louis Belpedio is because he played for the Wild as well when I was covering them. And yeah, he's not really anything. And then Pat Nagel, wasn't he on the Olympic team? I'm like, Why not? You would know I'm better like, than me because you were I intensely watching was, those Olympics. I might be. Th it might have been another Nagel. Let's see. Pat Nagel, hockey. I <laughs> don't think I'm dreaming this. Yeah, he was definitely on the Olympic team. How about that? Um yeah. Oh, about that. Yeah, he's a 35-year-old Olympian. <laughs> oh, baby. Just getting all that hot young talent in there. Chuck yeah. Fletcher. And then we had those. Oh, those... Just, just real quick. He played zero games at the Olympics. Oh, how about that? No minutes. Oh, yeah. man. Just, uh, you hate to see it. You do. You hate to see it. Whew. So Charlie put out some perspective lines earlier today, or at least the ones that they were rolling with in a practice today. These could be our opening night lines we're looking at here. So top line, Scott Lawton, Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny. Don't hate it, but I like it a lot better as a second line. I was going to say, yeah, that's not a first line. That's the problem. <laughs> that's a second line right there. It's a pretty good second line. It is a, a pretty bad first line right there. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, all they're missing is just a first line. That's it. That's all. Well, no, they're missing no a lot more than that. They, they're missing yeah. a lot more than that. Second line, James Van Riemsdyk, Morgan Frost, and Wade Allison. Again, I like it a lot as a third, third line. line. Yeah, great third line. Yeah, Great third line like, right there. And I, you know, That's where Frost belongs. I want Wade everywhere, okay? Wade's my favorite. I think Wade is my current favorite player on the roster as long as he's healthy. It sucks that he cut his hair. 
It does suck. His hair was glorious. All this glorious hair is going. I'm blaming Torts for that. We love you, Torts, but we also, like, keep the hair. Save the hair. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's Save the flow. Free the flow. Yeah. That's it. Hashtag yeah. free the flow. Yes. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Third line. Joel Farabee, Noah Cates, and Owen Tippett. That's actually a fine third line. That's that's one that I circle and I say, you know what? Yeah. I'm happy with that. How do you yeah, feel I'm about cool trying Noah Cates at center? Apparently that's something they are committed to really trying out this season. I'm fine with that. Because, like, at least, like, he's shown a lot of flashes of, like, I don't know, like, good stuff. So, like, why not? Why not try it out? And, like, maybe he'll turn out to be, like, decent at center. And if not, just put him back on wing, like... I'm very okay with just kind of putting Noah Cates and making him kind of like a Swiss army knife. If, if it, if he fills that, if he's up to that kind of role. Yes. Um, but if is he's he Swiss, if, yeah, if he plays center and he's like not good, then yeah, just put him back at wing. But yeah, well, they don't have any centers is the problem. This is a franchise that I think a decade ago when they drafted Scott Lawton or whenever they drafted him, we were talking about like, Oh God, another two way center. That's just what we need because the flyers cup overfloweth with two way centers. And now yeah. we can't find one for the life of us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very funny to me personally, but like, I feel like, I don't know. Like I'm as long as Noah Cates is playing, I'm cool. Honestly, because right now he's maybe one of the be- like best young players on the team. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. It, you take away Faraby, um, take. I mean, he, so it's like Frost, we, Allison. I, I mean, you could put Faraby in there too. I mean, there's I would not put that Cates many on, and on the same it. level. I would put Cates on the same level as Frost and Allison. Like yeah. I like Allison a lot, but we still he needs to be healthy. Well, I like Tippett a lot, but he can't finish a goddamn play to save his life. <laughs> yeah. If Tippett could score goals, he would actually be a fantastic player if he could finish those chances. And that's, I'm hoping he takes that step forward. So, I, yeah. In fact, you can kind of circle all four of those guys because they're all in the same area of the map right here. The uh, lineup right here. He has to, like, Owen Tippett, ha- like... By like by the numbers, just the the law of averages, he has to start getting goals. Has to. <laughs> I don't know how there's like the pocket. I I don't know geometry and physics have got to start leaning in his direction, and the puck is going to start going into the net. Like I just don't know how the unluckiness will continue. I actually have pretty high hopes for Owen Tippett. I like year. Owen Tippett a lot. I, I, there, there are a few guys I don't hate. The top six, I just wish you had a Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson and even more than that. You know, like, there's a lot of pluses there. This fourth line is terrible. There is one redeeming factor on this fourth line. Nick Delorier, Tanner Lazinski, and good old Hayden Hodgson. And Lazinski's the only guy who makes me mildly excited right here. I like Lazinski. Delorier, we have talked about already. We are dreading watching Nick Delore on the ice and Hodgson is just the big old pile of meh. Yeah. I, and I'll be honest with you. Like I don't have a reason to dislike Lazinski either, but like, I also have no reason to like, he's shown me like kind of close to nothing that really sparks my interest. Like I, like I'm rooting for, and I hope he does well, but like, I just haven't seen enough where I'm just like, yes, this guy, like I, you know, He's got a future. Like, I just don't really see it. You don't see it. I've never it. really been high on him at all. So, wow. like, 
Wow. Yeah. Harsh words. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad or anything. Yeah, like, I'm not saying he's a terrible player or anything like that. But it's just like, this is probably his ceiling as a fourth line forward. I, I, yeah, he, he might have third line potential. He might have third line may, potential. Maybe, but like... I, it's I not know. a very I, high ceiling. If you're in the bottom, you know, six, it's not a high ceiling. I just, I don't know. I, I look at him and, like, I see some good qualities in his game, um, but... I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't see enough of it. And like, I don't know. And maybe it's because I didn't watch as many Lehigh Valley games the last couple of years. Um, Cause I know he like did like decent, decently well there, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I just, I'm not overly crazy about Lazinski. Yeah. But he's easily the most exciting part of that fourth line because that is. Oh yeah. Like that's a rough I would line. be the most exciting part of that fourth line. <laughs> Yeah, getting out there. there. After your NFL career, you're getting out there. Put me in coach, and then I'm wearing my helmet like Travis Konechny when he was wearing it backwards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got one glove on. Your skates are untied. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a a rough lineup. Although, if Cam Atkinson's in there, I would hope Hayden Hodgson would end up getting the scratch and figure it out. But Atkinson may or may not be ready for opening night. He wants to be, but... Please don't rush it. There is no point in rushing back out there. Get healthy. Get 100%. Okay? It's, you know, this team ain't winning the cup, my man. That's the thing. Like, I saw, I think it was uh, Bill Meltzer tweeted earlier um, that uh, Torts basically told the media earlier today that Atkinson went back to, I think, Ohio? Is that where he went back to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I went back to Columbus to attend to a family matter and to see someone. Physical therapist? Doctor? He's worked with before. No. Oh, and Torres still believes he'll be ready for the opener. It's like this whole Cam Atkinson thing, I don't like this. Like, it feels like something weird's happening. Like, what's wrong with him? Where is he? Why is he in Columbus? Like, is he seeing, is he seeing a doctor or physical therapist? Like, and why is he seeing them and not the Flyers doctors? Like what, what's happening? Where are my Cam Atkinsons? I come in, I expect a Cam Atkinson. Where are my Cam Atkinsons? (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. (laughs) I just, I have no idea. It's a really weird situation unfolding with him right now. And I'm just like, it's a a really weird team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, but Cam obviously would be a boost up there, and I don't know which guy you'd put on the fourth line out of those. I, I really wouldn't want to put anybody from Farabee, Cates, or Tippett down there. Well, you wouldn't put Farabee on the fourth line. That's just not happening. Even a, like, 50% Joel Farabee should still be a top-nine player. But uh, I guess maybe Cates would make the fourth. But I was going to say, yeah, maybe you put Cates on the wing, and then you leave Lazinski at center. Yeah. And then you got... Honestly, the play driver of the line, Nick Deloitte. But who plays centers anywhere? (laughs) They need centers. (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a weird, very odd shuffling in the bottom six. Yeah. But then the defense has been pretty much set for most of the offseason, except for one thing that we already discussed today. Rough and TDA together, and hopefully nobody calls each other a commie, allegedly. Sandheim and Ristolainen, they're never going to get broken up ever, ever, ever. Just cannot. They are the Samwise and Frodo. They are, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. They're just a classic pairing right there. Let me Sonny and Cher. Sonny and Cher, exactly. Exactly. Batman and Robin, they belong together. Actually, it, you know how the Eagles, it's uh, 
they have all the Batman right now because there there yeah. ain't no Robins. Uh, the the Flyers are just Robins, so it's <laughs> it's Dick Grayson and uh, Tim Drake oh, over here. So I good, think good that's, luck, guys. Does Robin does just Robin, Robin have a sidekick? Because I don't know if they're Robins either. They're not even Robins. They're not even Robins. They're just the really like weird side Batman characters that nobody gives a shit about. They're like underdog. Underdog. They're not even in the Batman universe. They're no, underdog. man. They're something else. They're it's something M- Mr. Magoo and Underdog over here. Yeah. It's just cartoons that they used to show in the middle of the day on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. There you go. Cartoons from like the 1960s. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. And then we have the most exciting pairing of all time, Nick Sealer and Justin Braun. I mean, it's going to be exciting for other teams. I can tell you that. Yeah, when they're on the ice, fans of the other teams are gonna be like, "Oh, baby!" But hey, they here work we hard. go. They work hard. That's all that matters. It's not about talent. It's about hard work. Listen, if you love the game, you got to make the team. You fucking love this game. Do you love this game? You you play for the name on the front, not the name on the back. That's true. It's the crest on the front, not the name on the back, baby. That's what it's all about. And then the the extra pair, and I suppose these are two of the last men standing as far as roster decisions go, Igor Zamula and Roddy Adderd. And let me pull up this quote about Adderd from the other day, because Adderd is mainly up here because Torts was gushing about him getting into a fight in the other game. Do you remember who he fought offhand? Uh, I believe it was Ross Johnston. Ross Johnston. Who, what a name. He should not have been fighting because Ross Johnston is a big dude who can throw. Mm-hmm. Why the hell was Ronnie Adderd fighting a known goon? Like, Ross Johnston is not very good. Because, it, known... because it's fight this guy today or head back to Lehigh Valley tomorrow. That's the thing. Then why do you get – Why do you get? Why, what's the point of McEwen? What's the point of, of – um, Ristolainen. What's the point of Delorier? Delorier. They should be the ones fighting. Why is Ronnie Adderd fighting this guy? I agree. I agree. But uh, this is a quote from Jordan Hall on uh, on Twitter. John Tortorella said that you would have been out of your mind if you thought the Flyers were going to send down Ronnie Adderd after he fought Ross, Ross Johnston last night. Said that level of care matters. I mean... I kind of get what he's talking about, but that's weird. What does level of care mean? That's what I want to know. Like, I guess he gives a shit and like, you know, he wanted to step in and help out. Like, I I understand what he's saying. Level of giving a shit. But it shouldn't be that much. It shouldn't be so much that like, it if, I don't know. (laughs) Good for you. Like that, that's something like. Good for you, pal. You're going to be up for one more day. If I were Torts and he came back to the bench after doing that, I'd be like, hell yeah, brother. That's some good shit. Yeah, I'd brother. Pumped. I'd be stoked. Do some but Hulk like, Hogan. I don't know if that would influence Hulk my Hogan. decision on him making the team. You see Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania? Uh, but yeah. Hulk Hogan. I, Hulk Hogan. But <laughs> I, it, dude. And, well, and the thing is also about these extra guys being Zamula and Adderd is I don't want either of those guys sitting up in the press box. Both those guys need right. time at Lehigh Valley. I'd rather have Nick Sealer sitting in the press box because that's his lot. That's what he is made for to sit in the press box. He is an extra defenseman. Yeah, that's true. And who knows? Like maybe Sealer won't end up, you know, getting. Maybe he will be an extra defenseman. I don't know. Like maybe this at is some just... point he will be because the guy is not yeah, he a starting. Will. He's a quad A player. Okay, there's a bunch of quad A guys: Hodgson, Lazinski, 
uh, and I think Nick Sealer is the other one up there. Like these are guys that are just a little bit too good for the minors, but not good enough for the NHL full time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I I would like to see Sealer be the the extra guy, and maybe something will change before opening night. Probably not, but like it would be nice if if Zamula got got up there with. I I, I don't I wouldn't hate that pairing Zamula and Braun. I think I'd be pretty okay with that because at least Zamula like we know that he has some sort some semblance of offense in his game. Um, and he, he seems to be rounding out a little bit defensively. So like, I would like to see that pairing, but if it's gotta be sealer, that's not great. It's, it's gotta be sealer. He's just the, the key for success to this team. It's about hard work, level of care. I feel like I'm talking about health insurance right now. Yeah, I know. Level yeah. of care seems very much like I am discussing my health insurance plan for the next year with work right now. The HR needs you to sign up for a new plan. I I, I don't want to look at this. This is all this is all gobbledygook to me. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In net, there's also a question of who's going to be the backup, and we all thought it was going to be Troy Grosnick, but he got sent to Lehigh Valley. He got four shocked. I'm shocked. Shocked. And wow, I really cannot believe this team. They didn't sign a proper backup. They had a competition. Grossnick really seemed like a presumptive guy. He got that helmet made up. He had like the Godsmack flame and the Spider-Man and the Top <laughs> yeah. Gun stuff. And he didn't make it. He didn't make it. So I guess it's, I, I assume at some point this season, he's going to wear that helmet because I think they're going to have like 45 goaltenders this year, but Carter Hart's the one definite. We know Carter Hart is going to be your starter, but it's come down to Felix Strandstrom, Sandstrom. It's coming down to Felix Sandstrom or Samuel Erson, the son of Urs, as I like to call him. Son of Urs. The son of Urs. Who will make it? Who will be the last man standing? I'm kind of thinking it's going to be Sandstrom with Urson uh, getting some time in the minors to start the season. But again, I think a lot of guys are going to get shots in net this year. I So before the whole injury thing, I thought it was definitely going to be Sandstrom. Um, but now that, like... Uh, I don't know. Like, it's weird. He's been. I know he's been rehab skating. Um, so maybe he'll maybe he'll be ready uh, for opening night. If they feel like he's ready, then I think Sandstrom definitely. Um, but like, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Ursan either, because especially if he's just like still showing signs of not being totally a hundred percent. Then maybe they go with Ursan. But honestly, I'm not even. I don't really. I'm not saying I'm comfortable with either of them being the the backup because I'm not. I would prefer they have someone who's like a known backup in the NHL. Um, but at the very least, we've seen promising things from both Urson and Sandstrom. Like, like we, I think we talked about it last week. Like Sandstrom appeared in a few games last season, I think five. And he wasn't like incredible or anything like that, but he didn't play poorly either. Um so like I yeah I'm I'm okay with Sandstrom being the backup you know um, and I wouldn't be pissed if if Ursan ended up getting some time as well I just don't want to see Grosnick in the NHL because he's not an NHL player what is it three games four, four games. games four games of NHL experience he's thirty he's fifty six years old he has four <laughs> games <laughs> he has four games of NHL experience he's sixty six years old he's been in retirement he's got his pension set up. <laughs> He's 69 years old. That's all he has. And it's just like, nice. I can't, I can't believe that, you know, that that was like when they announced 
Grossnick. It was like one of their big like free agent signings, and it's like you gotta be kidding me. It, and, it's um, it is so bonkers to think that this GM still has a job after not signing a backup goaltender. Like he didn't even sign Martin Jones back, and Martin Jones again was just fine last season. I yeah. cannot believe he didn't, and especially considering Carter Hart has not proven himself to be like a healthy workhorse type guy. He's had a lot of injuries already, so this is not yeah. exactly a. This is a terrible plan. If only he had taken the money from I don't know Nick Delorier and thrown it at any qualified backup. Jesus Christ! It, I would yes. a thousand percent rather have McEwen over Delorier and a proper backup goaltender in there, so Carter Hart doesn't die. It was just they didn't allocate their their assets like. At all, they they, they just—it was all totally mismanaged, and uh, yeah, it's shocking that. Well, you see, uh, Ryan, it's hard to be a GM. Yeah, it's it's hard hard. to do that. Where it's very difficult to do that job. And Jesus Christ, I cannot. (laughs) I know I've said this, but I cannot recall a worse off season for a Flyers executive. I just Chuck did every wrong move, every bad quote, and this is just a, a. the disgusting mess. We used to shit all over Ron Hextall because he was like, he just didn't do anything. But at the very least, if there was a glare, like at least if we needed, the Flyers needed a backup goalie, he would get a backup goalie. You know, he would do those things. Now, granted that one year where they had the seven goalies, that wasn't great, but that was also just insane. (laughs) That was just insane. insane Bad luck. Every bad thing happened that year. Michael yeah. Neuverth. That was still Neuverth at that point. Good lord. Yeah. But you know, Neuverth, Elliot, he had names in there. They were just not good ones. But <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, it's true. But I, I've never seen a GM just flat out not get a backup goaltender and wing it like this. Yeah. No, it's it's honestly baffling. And um God, like I, I, just, I don't I don't know how he survives this full season if they end up being as bad as I mean, he has got to be telling no one in the world is a bigger John Tortorella fan than, than Chuck Fletcher right now, because if if Chuck Fletcher wants to keep his job, he needs John Tortorella to do John Tortorella shit and turn this team into something incredible. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see. And you know, Torts is truck. Like, he is trying his damnedest. There is no tank in torts. And, no, there's not. You know, I'm excited to listen to Steph and Bill's interview with torts uh, that they did earlier today. I'm sure it's great. But I, I, this is not a man who tanks. This is not a man who goes in and says, my team's going to suck. I'm going to just Brett Brown <laughs> it up here. It's not right. what he's doing. I would love if he Brett Browned it up. Brett Brown sucked it up for like five years while the Sixers tanked and then eventually got Joel Embiid. But I don't think he's going to do that. At least no, not willingly. That's... But Chuck Fletcher's done his best to give him nothing to work with. Yeah. And like, that's that's another, like, I think we talked about this before too, how like if, if Torts' team plays well, it's not because he's the reason. It's because he is... Uh, um, Basically, he just doesn't have the tools to make a good team. And right now, I think this is going to be that year where, like, I, I think the Flyers are going to be absolutely horrible. And it's going to be none of it is going to be John Tortorella, Tortorella's fault. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how they can succeed with what they currently have. And yeah. that comes down on Fletcher. I, I mean, I just, 
listen, I want, I, I hate being someone that just pegs and blames one person for everything, but like, <laughs> I don't know who else to blame for this right now. No, like, he, he's clearly the man to blame. He's the man yeah. who came in and was given, again, not the greatest roster in the world when he took over for Ron Hextall, yeah, yeah. but like there were tools in the cupboard there and he could have traded away, like he should have come in and evaluated very quickly the young talent and traded away guys accordingly. And yeah, he, he, just most of his moves have been absolutely horrible. And this team stinks. They're just not fun to watch. It's a slog to watch Philadelphia Flyers hockey. It's never been less enjoyable. I still, like, and I know this was a while ago, but I still can't get over the Shane Gostas bear trade. Gostas bear trade is an absolutely horrible. I, I saw an article that blew my mind from, I, I think I saw it on Spectres Hockey, with a, where they put all the rumors out and everything, saying yeah. that, Shane Gostas Bear could be a great trade chip for the Coyotes at the deadline. It's like, oh, imagine yeah. that! Unbelievable. Who would have thought? Like, I... D- <laughs> I d- right? I Doesn't still, that turn I you into the Joker? Every time I think about it. It's the craziest thing that he got. He literally gave away Gostas Bear and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And another like, pick, I think, right? Crazy. A and, and I think a... I think it was a seventh round pick. It doesn't matter. It's still another pick. It's still anything to take a guy off your hands that has been pretty darn successful for that other team. I get Shane Gostas bear needed a change of scenery, right? Yes. But that trade is just ridiculous. And again, if he had used that room for, I don't know, like a Johnny Gaudreau type of player, right? We would have had no problem with that. If he had used it for a good move, he used it to sign Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah. <laughs> he used it to trade for and then sign Rasmus Ristolainen. And that's the mind blower in all of this. If you're looking at this roster, the big, you know, Chuck Fletcher galaxy brain players here. Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes was his first like really big splash. And again, we've discussed Kevin Hayes is a, a good player overpaid to be a second line, third line center. And now he's forced to play top line minutes and that sucks and Rasmus Ristolainen is his baby he loves Risto and <laughs> if man it's it's rough to look at this and just think about these big decisions that he's made and then there's other guys he's brought in but they've departed and everything but those are really the two remaining guys that are and I guess TDA is a, a big part of his too because he traded a lot of assets for him he signed him to a pretty decent deal and he made his, that was his crown jewel of the off season. Did he sign Tony D'Angelo? I don't think he signed. He Tony traded D'Angelo. for him and then he signed him to a two year extension. Was that what it was? Okay. I yeah. Thought, Cause he I was an RFA. If, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he, yes. I couldn't remember if he already had that contract or not. Mm-hmm. So th- this is clearly a player that Chuck Fletcher covets and thinks should be the crown jewel of your team. So that's uh, the one positive thing about Tony D'Angelo is that like, it would have been really bad if he gave him like a six-year contract. I'm sure he, he only gave to. him, yeah, he only gave him two years, which to me signifies like, well, we'll see how this goes. And we'll like, see if he, you know, you know, if we're bad, like at least we can trade him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not his contract is good enough where like he can be traded. And like I will say, like in the preseason, like Tony D'Angelo didn't look horrible. He's a good so, offensive hockey player. Yeah, That's and he's he's gonna help say. the power play. He's gonna help the power play. He's good with the puck. Hooray. Yes. And teams are going to want that. 
if the Flyers are bad and he's playing well. And he doesn't fight anyone. Yes, and if he doesn't fight any of his teammates, that's terrific. Yeah. 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 I would like to see him fight Wayne Simmons, though. I would love to see it because you do not want to fight Wayne Simmons. Yes. That's the the, the wisest thing P.K. Subban ever said was you do not want to fight Wayne Simmons. (laughs) Never do that. Steve Simmons kind of picked a fight with Wayne Simmons recently, and that was a very, very poor idea on his part. But Steve Simmons has never had a good idea in his godforsaken life. I just love Wayne Simmons is just so Philly that he has fuck around and find out just running through his blood. And yeah. like, I love that. Like he, like he still has that part of him. And um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I bring up Wayne Simmons. Like, like I didn't mean like, Oh, the flyers are going to sign him and he's going to beat up Tony D'Angelo in the locker room. But like, no, no, no. I, he, yeah. But I was just thinking like the shit out of him at some point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, although I would love him back in the flyers, but that's not, he deserves better. So. He deserves better. Exactly. I, I, I Wayne, but I would love to see you in like two years, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Place is a mess. Uh, you don't want to sleep here. Go get a hotel room somewhere. You don't want to sleep here. This is a, a mess. There are bugs. There's mice. It's all bad, yeah. Wayne. You don't want to be here. And just no, if you don't bad. know about the Steve Simmons thing, Steve Simmons was writing some article complaining about Akeem Alou talking out on speaking out on racial issues and saying like well wayne simmons has been in the league for years and never said and wayne simmons came out and tweeted i'll just read the first part of this because there's like three tweets or in this thread here but yeah simmer came out and said just a quick message to the hockey world i usually don't have time for this but tonight i do i really don't appreciate what you're trying to do steve simmons your article was asinine and in no way reflects the real plight that myself akeem and other players of color go through I don't know how he can say that Wayne Simmons has never spoken out about this stuff because like he's literally a member of the, um, the, the HDA hockey diversity Alliance. Like he's, isn't he like one of the, like not chairs. Maybe it is a chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's a very important person. It's like, what are you even saying? Steve Simmons? Like he's also had like, terrible incidents i always think about the banana peel incident in the yeah the banana season, thing which yeah. is just one of the worst things that's i've ever seen in a hockey arena and there's been some bad shit and wayne simmons you know came out and was like that's fucked up you know like wayne yeah. simmons does yeah I, and steve simmons is just such a clueless loser who i can't believe continues to be employed to learn about <laughs> hockey just a fucking bum so someone sh- yesterday, uh, someone shared a video of uh, Brian Burke the day he got like let go by the the Maple Leafs like forever ago, and um, <laughs> Steve Simmons asked him a stupid question like, "Are you going to be involved with the team with the U.S. Olympic team this year?" And then Brian Burke says, "You know what, Steve? The only good thing about today is just knowing that I." probably won't ever have to talk to you again. <laughs> and he said it like in the middle of his press conference. And That's it was amazing. so great. That's amazing. I, I need like a super cut with like that. And when Jake Voracek called Mike Sealski a fucking weasel and yeah. oh. <laughs> just all the great, all the great dunks on, uh, on reporters right there. But man, let's get back to our depressing Philadelphia flyers, however. And, Let's talk about some predictions for the team right now. So who do you think right now, who's going to lead this team in goals? All right. So if I have to guess, I'm going to say, I think Travis Konechny. You think I don't TK think is going to start uh, scoring goals, huh? 
I think Travis, I'm going to be honest with you, because someone has to score points. And I feel like it's going to be Travis Konechny, because I know he didn't have like the greatest luck last season. So I feel like, I'm going to be honest, like I feel like he leads the team in every like major stat. That's my like kind of like bold prediction. I feel okay. like TK is going to kind of go off this year. See, I feel like goal-wise, it's either going to be Cam Atkinson or JVR again. And that's because that's what they do. They score goals. That's all they do. Now, my prediction was JVR, but I do worry that Tortorella is going to, you know, send a message. He's not going to like JVR. He's not a Tortorella (laughs) type of player for sure. But connecting, I mean, let's see. Last year he had 16 He's not a Tortorella player either. No, no, but he's going to be in the lineup most nights. So connecting at 16 goals last year, 11 the year before, 24, 24, 24 in the three years before that. So uh, he's got a ceiling in the mid-20s. I mean, I'd love to see him go above that. It doesn't feel like he's shot as much in recent years, but hey, I, I would love to see TK lead the team. I think it's got to be JVR, Cam Atkinson. It's got to be one of those guys. Cam Atkinson might thrive under torts again uh, once he's healthy. My thing is that, like, Travis Konechny had the lowest shooting percentage of his career last year. And I don't think it's going to be that low again. And last year, he still scored 16 goals. So, I'm thinking... Now, I'm not saying it's, like... I don't think his shooting percentage is going to jump up to, like, 17% like it was during the uh, the COVID-shortened year. Well, the, the, the COVID-shortened years where the Flyers were actually good. Yes. Because he was just scoring everywhere that year. I don't know if it'll go up to that high, but like I could see him scoring 26, 27 goals or something like that. And I feel like I honestly feel like that might be enough to lead the team in goals. Oh, that's for sure. Because this team did not score very many goals last year. And they don't, they probably will not score very many goals this year, but I don't know. I'm thinking, I I think it's gotta be JVR or Cam Atkinson. I was going to say JVR, but I'm kind of leaning Cam Atkinson now because I very much doubt towards is going to take him out of the lineup at any point. It's really going to depend on health for Cam Atkinson. And I was going to say that. Yeah. Like I was going to say Cam, but then I'm like, uh, with this weird injury thing happening right now, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. But assists, I agree with you. I think TK is going to lead in assists and probably points again for this team. Kevin Hayes, I am curious to see where Kevin Hayes finishes in that mix right there. Because Kevin Hayes is a talented guy. And if he's healthy and he looks like he's healthy, if he's 100% healthy and he's getting top line minutes, then there's a good chance that Kevin Hayes could be up there in points for this team. That's true, but I also wonder, like, that that also has to do with Coots, too. So if Coots comes back, then Hayes will drop down to the second line, um, and he, he might not be playing with TK and, and Cam Atkinson. He might have, like, Owen Tippett or something like that. So, like, that could But he could be playing with Farabee. Yeah, but... So you got to think also, Farabee's only playing on the third line right now. And this is right. just in practice. We don't know what it's going to be on opening night, but Farabee's only down there because he's recovering from an injury. Once Farabee's yeah. back to 100%, and Farabee is another contender to lead in points. I mean, Farabee is such a talented offensive player, but much like many of these guys we've discussed, it comes down to health. So that's actually a question that I have that I would love to to ask a player. I would love to ask Joel Farabee this question because, like, how how big a de- how big a deal is it to miss? Um, Pretty much all of training camp. And I know he was like skating and doing like some stuff, but he was like very limited for most of it. How much does that affect 
a player for the whole season. Like, does that, can that really ruin, like, maybe not ruin, because I know that there are some players who just kind of come right back and they're immediately really good. But, like, when you're going from, you know, a typical Flyers training camp to a John Tortorella training camp, (laughs) and you're playing a John Tortorella system, and you didn't have the, you know, for most of the summer you were not, you were recovering, like, how would that affect him? That's kind of my question for him. So, like, I'm a little... I'm not sold that he's going to be unbelievable. Like all that, you know, I, I don't think statistically he's going to be incredible this year. I would uh, love see, it. I, I think, so I think you're more concerned than I am about him missing training camp. I, I, I'm actually not as concerned. I think this guy could just ball, right? As far as hockey players go, can you say puck instead of ball there? He can just flat out puck. He, he can puck. <laughs> so yeah. He, he's a guy, this guy pucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> This guy pucks. I See that guy? He pucks. This guy pucks. So, you know, Joel Farabee, I think, is a guy who can just, as long as he's healthy, he can go out there and he's going to do stuff. He's going to make stuff happen. So I, I, I'm i a little bit But that's bit another confident. thing. Like, he, he also doesn't really, like, he also has injury history, too. So, like. They all have injury. They all, they're yeah, all hurt. They all, they all suck. It's all bad. No, they don't all suck. There's some talent. But. They're all the hurt. The thing I'll say about Travis Konechny is, like, Travis Konechny, like, never, like, when he gets hurt, it's, he's out for, like, five games. The only and, like, guy doesn't who doesn't get hurt, get hurt and why he might lead this team in goals again. The only guy who doesn't get hurt this whole goddamn line. Oh, there's two guys. <laughs> Scott Lawton and James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah. Now, Scott Lawton, statistically, this is a guy I'm fascinated to see because he might end up getting top line minutes this year. He might get, you know, top six minutes. And realistically, Scott Lawton is a much better third line player. So he might actually have his best statistical season this year. That would be fun. I would love to see that. Like, maybe that's the guy. Maybe that's the guy that is going to just, like, have a really good year and make this season more fun than, like... Like, I don't, so, all right. So, I know uh, Nick Felino was placed on waivers. The Flyers have not claimed him. Oh, God, no. A lot of people were, a lot of people were saying, he's going to become a Philadelphia Flyer. But um, I know that he was placed on waivers. And yesterday, I just took a... Looked down memory lane and just thought of that one season Nick Felino had a few years ago where he had like, he was always like a 30 point player. And then he just went berserk one year and had like a 75 point season. Like maybe that could be Scott Lawton this year where he's just like a typical like 30 middle of the road, middle of the lineup player. And then he just has one year where he just goes nuts. It's possible, man. Like last year, he had one of his best points per game seasons where he scored 30 points in 67 games. His career high for points in the season is 32 points in 82 games in 2018 19. So, right. He has gotten better offensively, I feel like, and he's definitely more of an assertive presence in the lineup. But again, and I think he, the big thing is he's going to get top six minutes and he's going to be healthy as opposed to, I hope all these guys are healthy, but if I'm looking at who's in the top six on maybe opening night, Kevin Hayes, big time injury issues. TK has been pretty healthy too. I'll give TK credit. Like he's yeah. had a little bit of injuries, but nothing like nothing, nothing major. Bad. Morgan yeah. Frost has had a lot of injury issues. Wade Allison is under injury in the dictionary. Yeah. And Farabee's coming off a major one. And I know Cates has had some injuries. Lazinski and Tippett. I don't know what the fuck Tippett's going to do, man. I, I like Tippett, but I don't know what he's going to do. The two players I'm hoping take a big step forward are, are like Lawton and Tippett. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Tippett definitely can. Lawton, I, I don't know. 
Lawton's what I like no matter what, though. Like, he's kind of, he's one of those yeah, guys yeah. that, I, I, I love Scott Lawton, I want him to succeed, because he's he's got that serial killer look we always talk about, and he's a fun presence, he does it all, he hits, he can score, you know, he, he's he's one of the more fun flyers in the lineup right now, he's the closest to a, a Mike Richards in this lineup that we have. Yeah, no, he's a very good all-around player, and, like, I know he kind of got knocked for that, like, literally, as you said earlier, like, oh, God, another two-way center, but, like, he really is a very useful two-way center that, like, right now, I think he's, like, kind of the fan favorite on the team. He is the fan favorite. He is the the fan favorite, especially for captain. People want him to be the next captain. Yeah, I know a lot of people want—it's, like, him and Coots. Coots is the one that makes sense because he's the longest tenured guy. He's the most talented guy on the team. But Scott Lawton is the, uh, you know, it's the old like Eric Lindros and Rob Brindamore, right? Where Eric Lindros got the C because he was like, he's Eric Lindros, right? (laughs) One of the most talented hockey players of all time. But Rob Brindamore was the heart and soul guy on the team. And a lot of people always wanted to get him with the uh, C on his jersey. Yeah. It's like me and Wayne Simmons. Like, I I think I mentioned a few pods ago that, like, I loved Wayne Simmons. And I, like, my dream was, like, if they ever got rid of Giroux, that, like, Simmons would stay and he would be the captain. And a lot of people talked about giving Simmons that captaincy while Giroux was here. And it's the old, like, oh, you take the captain away from him, he'll be, uh, he'll have less pressure and he could just score more. Right. Yeah. I don't but, know if that's any credence to that. No, I, I don't. Clutcher I just is one of the great yeah. Caps Flyers history, but you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. But uh, Wayne Simmons, regardless, just, again, heart and soul of those teams. And Scott Lawton is the the heart and soul of this team. There's not a lot to root for, but Scott Lawton is definitely one of those guys. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you could put Hayes in there. Um, although, like, Hayes is more, granted, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know exactly how he's like but he seems to be more of like like kind of the fun guy on the team which is the good it's important but like uncle joey he, it, yeah but it feels like lawton is someone who like if you do something wrong he's gonna give you that face oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah he's you're he's gonna bob die saget. he's bob saget kevin hayes is dave coulier and uh is there anybody cool enough Who to would be, be Uncle, Uncle Jesse? Jesse? Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's anybody yeah. cool enough to be Uncle Jesse. Maybe Risto when he's uh, wearing his shades and his hair is up to the ceiling. Oh, he's but that's not cool, though. He just looks like the lead singer of Power Man 5000, which is this is now the second week in a row that we've Power Man, yes! Power Man 5000. Yes. I don't know. I don't think there's don't an Uncle Jesse on this team. I don't think Maybe that, it's I mean, You know what? Maybe it's TK. Maybe it's TK. Maybe maybe, it maybe it's Torts. Maybe it's Torts. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And this has been the, the Flyers' as full house characters for you. Yeah, really. But, you know, all right, maybe this is a story I should write. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you should. Honestly, we need any fun content. We we could do... Here. Here's what it is. It's Flyers as 90s <laughs> sitcom characters. So we could sit down and we could talk about who's Urkel and who's Carl Winslow. And <laughs> I feel like let's the see, Olsen twins. Carter Hart would be Michelle. There you go. Yes. Full House. Absolutely. Because everyone loves Carter Hart. Yes. Uh, assuming certain things are are rectified, if you know what I'm talking about. I, I gotcha. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Ivan Provorov is a DJ Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, that's a good one. Yeah. There you go. Travis Sanheim is Stephanie Tanner because he's always stuck in the middle. Yes. No, I agree. Yeah, that's there we a good go. one. I really think Travis Konechny would be, um, I think he would be Uncle Jesse, which is funny because like he's like, 
I still view him as like a young person, but like I think he's like kind of a veteran now. So yeah, we we just named the entire top line then. So Danny Tanner, oh, Scott Lawton, and Kevin Nick, Hayes. Nick is... De, Nick Delorier would be Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Kimmy Gibbler, Nick Delorier, and if we get beaten uh, up in the street for that, then so be it. Yeah. No, yeah. she's he's Kimmy Gibbler. Just oh annoying. <laughs> Oh no, maybe maybe Rasmus Ristolainen. No, One but like, I, I, but people like Risto. <laughs> but I, they don't like playing against him, or so they oh, say. That's true. Or yeah, so I'm they say. I don't know if I believe them when they say that. Who's the lady that uh, the Full House lady who like she got caught with like her student, her like kid going to college? Oh, Aunt, Aunt Becky. Like yeah, Aunt Becky. Who's Aunt Becky? Uh, <laughs> Who's Aunt Becky? Who's the dead mom? JVR is Aunt Becky. Who's the the dead mom? Claude Giroux. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And JVR is Aunt Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, JVR is Aunt Becky, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I really hope JVR doesn't get caught in a college scam or something like that. JVR, if you're listening, which I know you are because you're a friend of the show. Friend of the show, JVR. Don't let your kids... Don't let... Don't make the same mistake. Don't pay universities to accept your children. Yeah, no, not good. Just teach them well. I am sure JVR, as a friend of the show, is teaching his, you know, teaching children well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got a little baby. Yeah, I, he seems like a good guy. He seems like a, one of the genuinely good guys out there. No, JVR does seem outstanding. Yeah, he seems yeah. pretty cool. Oh, God. So, moving on from Full House. <laughs> I can't, yeah, Another, I can't believe we just went down that rabbit hole. I can't believe we just went down that rabbit hole. Next week, step <laughs> by step. But Metro Division predictions, okay. So I want to do all the divisions, but spend a little bit of time on the uh, the Metro in particular, since these are the teams we have to see oh so often. The Hurricanes have to be the favorites right now. Yeah, I'd say so. I think They were the, the best uh, team last year. They brought almost everybody back, except for you know the guy that's on the Flyers now. I feel, all right. I like the Hurricanes, and they're they're definitely good. But I feel like the Rangers and Penguins are also like right there. I, I know the Penguins. I are think old, the Penguins. Like they no, st- the Penguins fucking suck. I, they, I don't believe in the uh, Penguins at all. For some, they're reason, gonna I make still the playoffs. Don't. They're gonna make the playoffs, but they yeah. ain't winning this division. Mm-mm. I feel like as long as they still have Latang and Crosby and, and Malkin and people like they still have they have Jeff Carter. Um, I don't know. They they just have a lot of talent, and I but do they like have more talent than the Hurricanes? S- no, but like they do weird <laughs> shit all the time. They and, like, do weird shit, but I don't pe- think they... it's the Penguins. They just yeah, they're they're gonna make the playoffs. I have no doubt about that. But I don't think they're winning the division. If it's not the Penguins, then I think the Rangers. You, okay, the Rangers it, it, to me, it comes buy, down. It comes down to the, the Rangers, Rangers, Hurricanes, and Penguins. Right, but I don't. I see, I don't think the Penguins are up there, and I think the Rangers still have too many flaws besides Shesterkin and Fox and Panarin, and even Panarin was showing a little bit of signs of uh, degradation last season. I mean, I mean, he was still really good. He's Re- still really good, really but good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but like, yeah. I mean, the season before that, he was an MVP candidate. Yeah, the thing with the Rangers, like, they have a lot of good young players, too. And I know, like, Lafreniere is still, like, kind of getting his sea legs. But, like, if he takes another step, then that's, I mean, that's big for them. And 
I mean, you, you have Keandre Miller, you have Adam Fox. Like, a lot of their core players are really young and really good. And so I, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like it comes down to those three teams. If I had to rank, like, the Penguins are the least likely of those three teams to win it, win the division. But I feel like the Rangers and Hurricanes are, like, right there. Neck and neck. Okay, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I, I still think the Hurricanes are the favorite, but I agree with that ranking right there. And then I, I would put the Capitals after that because the Capitals, you know, as long as it, like always, with the Penguins, yeah. as long as they have as long as the Capitals have Ovechkin, they are going to be in the mix right there. And it's still a solid team. And did they add Darcy Kemper in the offseason? Yes, they did. That's an interesting so move. They, I am not sure it's going to pay off for them like they think it's going to, but. It's an interesting move. Now, one thing about the Capitals is, like, Nick Backstrom is, like, not well. Like, I believe he's starting the season on IR. And yes. that's not great. So, I mean, but they still have Kuznetsov and, um, yeah, I don't know. But. Good old Tom Wilson, baby. Tom, but he's hurt, too. And so is yeah, Carl. I mean, like, yeah, they have, they got a lot of players who are hurt right now, so. Yeah. Well, that's why they're fourth right there. You know, let me tell you, it's because the yeah. rest of the division, that's where it gets ugly. Uh, okay. You know what? All right. I'm actually going to, I'm going to say something wild here. Ooh. Like fucking crazy. Oh, I think the caps might miss caps might miss the playoffs. I'm going to, if people are going to fucking roast me, I think the devils might actually be that fourth team. No, they're not there yet. Get out of here. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like, listen, I don't think, <sighs> Jack Hughes is really good. He is really and Nico good. Nico Hischier is good. Nico Hischier is fine. He's, I think he's good. He's fine. He's a good player. He's a good that Fine player. is good. It's just, I'm not impressed by him. He's a number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But, like, they also have all He should be great. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Nolan Patrick should have been great. Well, yeah, no shit. We roast him yeah. constantly. Yeah, we do. But, like, he's better than Nolan Patrick. And he's not, like... It's not like he's Well, sure, I'm better than Nolan Patrick at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean... Yeah. We're we're at the same level as him. Because he's not playing. We're not playing either. Exactly. No, this isn't about Nolan Patrick. I just think Nico Hishier is, like... I expected more out of the number one overall. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't think he's bad either. I didn't say he was bad. I said he's fine. Yeah, I think he's just... Yeah. I, I think he's just like, I think I've said what I need to say. Fuck him. I, I don't know. For some reason, I have this weird. <laughs> they finished this the second to last last year. The Are devil. they really going to jump up? Uh, the Capitals had 100 points last year. The Devils had 63. Are they going to have like a 30 point upswing this year? I, I, probably not. I just have this weird feeling that some weird shit's going to happen. And I can tell you right now, it's not going to be the Islanders. I, it's no. not going to be the. It's definitely not going to be the Flyers, and I feel like the Capitals are going to like regress this year because they have so many injuries. TJ Oshie, I think he's also hurt, so like they have a bunch of people that are just like not well. And but I, th- I my thing the is, Devils, I think at least the... they. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Fine. No, I was just going <laughs> to say you're both you're banking on some big time regression and some big time progression and. That's like, you're talking about like 
the Capitals would probably need to swing down at least 10 points, which that's possible. 10 points is possible. But if it was any more than that, I'm kind of like on the fence if that's going to happen. Because again, they have Ovi and I'm never counting them out because of that. And Kemper's a pretty solid goaltender in there. But the Devils, the Devils would need to take such a big swing upwards. It would be one of the craziest swings in NHL history. It would be wild. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just, I got this weird feeling Something's going to happen with the Devils. And I, I am probably going to be wrong. I'm going to get roasted for saying this. I know it. Oh, it's yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm bookmarking like, this shit. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. For some reason, I just have this really odd feeling that the Devils are going to, like, overperform. And my question with them is, like, goalie? Because isn't, like, Mackenzie Blackwood still their number one goalie? Or am I I believe that, that is the case. Better? Like, that's that is obviously bad. But I just... I don't know, man. I just got this weird feeling. Jack Hughes is like really, really good. And he is, but that team is just not deep. In my opinion, they are just not where they need to be. Oh my God. Good. I'm trying to look at the devil's roster right now. And they got this like big, like sign up for our newsletter. Fuck you. I ain't. Are you on daily face off right now? No, I'm I'm just on their website right now. And their three goaltenders are Mackenzie Blackwood, Vidic Vanacek and Bernier. So that's that's right. I forgot they got Vanacek. So like Vanacek isn't bad, but like not exactly inspiring either. Their so best like player, I mean, they have Dougie Hamilton who underperformed last year. So I like Dougie, uh, but Dougie can't carry this team. Hughes and Dougie are a, a nice force right there, <clears throat> and I think yeah. I think he shares a fine player. Is he their captain now? Wow, how about that? Yeah. Let's wow. see. Last year. So he had 60 points in 70 games last year. That's pretty solid. That's a, I'll say I'll I'll allow you good. Okay, I'll allow you yeah. good. But he's never blown me away at this point. Okay, I'm waiting for no, him to blow no, me away. Yeah, yeah. But and like he might not ever do that. You know, like sometimes, right. like I don't know. Uh, sometimes they're just drafts. Like, don't get me wrong. No player. Don't get me wrong. I'd much rather have Nico Hischier than Nolan Patrick. Don't get me wrong there. No shit. But. <laughs> It's just, I think I just expected more out of the, out of the guy, but, and they've got Sharon Govich who fucking kills the flyers. That guy must have 60 yeah. goals against the flyers. I'm thinking this, like they got Jack Hughes. They got Nico. He They got Andre Palat. They got Jesper Bratt was really, really good last year. Thomas Tadar is like older, but like, he's still like not bad. Oh, like he's, t- I guess yeah, he's useful. Tatar. He's like, don't get me wrong. It's not like he's incredible, but like he stinks. I don't know. Like, and then they got Sharon Govich. And if Alexander Holtz makes the team, I, I was re- I loved him when he was a prospect when he was, when he was younger, Dawson Mercer, like they got some good young players. And again, I, I'm banking on a lot of things happening and going correctly for them. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man, I just got a weird feeling about this devil's team. For I got a weird reason, feeling. They still I suck. <laughs> I hope they do. Cause it would be funny. It would be funny. I think they're still, they always win the off season and, they don't get shit out of it. So, you know, the devil's... I think them... I think P.K. Subban not being on the team now is like a uh, addition by subtraction type thing because P.K. just like... I love P.K., but like he just wasn't good. P.K. holding the devil's back, according to Quiggs. How about that? <laughs> now, love P.K., but that was... Yeah. 
how about the Blue Jackets? The Blue Jackets are a fascinating one to me because they they obviously took a big swing in adding Johnny Gaudreau, and now they got Voracek, they have Line A, they have Gaudreau, but they're still pretty thin at center, and their goaltending kind of a question mark. Like I like Merzlikens, but I don't love Merzlikens, and their defense. I mean, I like Warinsky a lot, but what else is there? I feel like the Blue Jackets are. Still going to be bad, but not quite as bad as the Flyers. But what's going to make them better than the Flyers is just the fact that they do have a superstar. Like, Sharansky's good. They're going to put up points. Yeah, they're going to score goals, which the Flyers (laughs) probably won't be able to do. The only way the Flyers win any games this year is just by burrowing down and playing boring, boring goddamn hockey. Right, yeah. And in this day and age, that's not exactly conducive to winning. So, like, like they have Goudreau. They have Line, They have Voracek. Um, but their top I mean, center is Boone Jenner. And I didn't yeah, mean for which, that to rhyme like it did, but it's not good. It's not it's, great. It's a terrible, terrible poem right there. Jack Roslovich <laughs> is their second. Uh, Cole Sillinger is their third center. Sean Corrali is their fourth line center. So that's... um. Not great, Bob. Not great. Not at all. No. But, but their wins are good. At least at least they're at least they have like a legitimate like they have some legit top line talent in Goudreau and Line. A. It's true. And Goudreau is going to put up points. He absolutely will. The guy is a monster, is a ferocious little beast. And imagine if he wanted to play for your hockey team. And Oh man. Yeah, imagine that. If that would be the day. If your city had a major children's hospital that his wife could work at and he'd be close to home and just imagine all that. And he played for your team when he's a little kid. But hey, I can't imagine what that would be like. But let's talk about the New York Islanders who lost the best coach in hockey and Barry Trotz who just decided to take a year off after all that. And they didn't really, they, they we all thought they were going to add Nazem Kadri and they still didn't do that. So... This is the Islanders, and they signed Matthew Barzell for the rest of his life, and I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think so either. Like, Jean-Gabriel Pajot is, like, he's just, I don't think he's that good. Josh Bailey is getting older. Brock Nelson, I've never been a huge Brock Nelson guy. His name is Brock Nelson, of course. Yeah, like, I don't know. I I don't, yeah, I just don't think the the Islanders are going to be very good. No. I feel like it's going to – all right. Like, I feel like the two worst teams are going to be Flyers, probably the worst. And then, I think the Flyers have to finish bottom two in this division. I, I'd be yeah. completely shocked if it was anything else. I think it goes Flyers and then, like, I, I, I think it is like it can kind of change between Columbus and, and New York. But, like, I feel like – I don't think New York has nearly the high-end talent that Columbus has. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, and New York's got a big question mark with their coach right now because, you know, they're going with an untested guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, Ilya Sorokin, he's, like, a pretty good goalie. But, like, you know, how much how much can you really bank on him? He's 27 years old. Like, I, I feel like he's, I don't know. I, I feel like they just have a lot of a lot of problems right now. A lot of problems right now, and they're moving on from trots, and it could be a huge, huge mistake for them. But I guess we're going to find out. That's why they play the game. So let's quickly talk about the other divisions. So as far as we're staying in the East, let's talk about the Atlantic Division. 
I think it's got to be the Panthers winning it again. I mean, it could be Tampa Bay or Toronto. I would never count out Tampa Bay at this point. And Toronto's so good offensively, they're hard to count out. But I think Florida, you know, they, they made some interesting moves, but it's largely the same team coming into this season. And, you know, I, I, I think they're just going to be rock solid again. Yeah, I think so. I think it comes down to Toronto, Tampa, and Florida. That's it's that's a really fun kind of like trio of teams that are going to be duking it out for the Atlantic. That division's a lot of fun this year because Boston's going to be interesting. I mean, they still are bringing back a lot of the same crew, and you know, Detroit I think is a fascinating team that has taken a lot of great strides in recent years and has some fun players. And Montreal is interesting. They played better under Marty St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, Ottawa's that made is a lot of interesting. interesting moves. I. I do want to see Montreal like in a full year under uh, St. Louis. They're not going to make the playoffs and I don't even know if they're going to be competitive, but like at the very least, you're right. They're going to be interesting. You want to talk about a team lacking high end talent. They also are a team that has a lot of great second liners, but not really any true superstars yeah. or anything. And their goaltending has been up in the air with all of Carrie Price's issues. And it's uh it's, it's a weird situation for them. And Ottawa is going to be fascinating because they have also made some big swings and we'll see what happens, but I want to see Claude I Giroux. I want to, I want to see Ottawa just be amazing. That would be so much fun for me personally. Like I feel like they're going to be pretty good. I actually, I have a few Ottawa players on my fantasy hockey team and I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. Yeah. But that should be a fun division. Now, the West seems a lot more cut and dry than the East. I think the East, there's a lot of intrigue, a lot of interesting yeah. things going on. The Central, if any team besides Colorado wins the Central, I would be stunned. I can The only team I can see winning the Central other than Colorado would be Minnesota, but like that would take so much. Like yeah. they would need a lot to happen and a lot would have to go wrong for Colorado too. So like, oh, for sure. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, no one, I don't think anyone's beating Colorado. Because Colorado's got, I mean, they lost Kadri, but I mean, they still have McKinnon and McCarr and Landeskog and yeah. Rantanen, and the list goes on. It's just such an insanely stacked team right there. And they lost Kemper. Uh, I don't know who they have. Who, who's Colorado's goaltender going into the season? Do you know offhand? Georgiev. Interesting. So that could Actually, be they their have, big flaw. They have someone else. Um, you look that up, and I'll kind of riff for about some of the other teams. But that could be yeah. Colorado's big flaw. I mean, Nashville's interesting, but you know, sorry, Eamon, but I don't think they're they're quite going to be up on the peak there. St. Louis is pretty good, but again, just not quite. There's a lot of good like B plus teams. Minnesota, yeah, St. like Louis, middling teams. Nashville, Dallas, good middling teams. Chicago's going to stink again, I think, and Arizona's just god-awful and winnipeg's <laughs> such a weird in-betweener right now i think winnipeg is gonna suck really bad they so. might suck really bad yeah but Colorado's the only real elite team in that division yeah uh pavel francos i forgot about francos yeah. was pretty solid in the playoffs for them when he played for a couple games yeah so maybe they'll be okay with goalie with yeah the good the goaltending's the big question mark but i mean they're also going to put up like six goals a game yeah, yeah. So they'll yeah. be, they should be okay. But yeah, like no one's, I mean, it's Colorado's division to lose. And I don't think anyone's really arguing against that. Yeah, totally agreed there. And then the Pacific is actually, it, so the Pacific isn't the most interesting, but 
I think there's maybe three teams at the top that maybe two teams at the top, like Colorado or not Colorado, Edmonton and Calgary. I think they're going to duke it out this year. Calgary had again, an interesting off season, Huberto, uh, coming in, uh, Kachuk going out to Florida and obviously Gaudreau was taken away from that team, but they brought in Kadri. So a lot of interesting moves for Calgary. I don't know if it's going to have the same success as last year, but it's certainly possible. Edmonton, I mean, they have two of the best players in the NHL playing on the yeah. top line right there. Edmonton's a beast. Yeah, now they have like an actual goalie too. Like they have like, um, God, how uh, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's there now. And like, he was really Soup. good for Toronto last year. Soup. So like, yeah, I think, I, I mean, Jack Campbell's way better than a 40-year-old Mike Smith. Jesus Christ. It's still weird to think they've been rolling with Mike Smith for as long as they have. But, yeah, I mean, they got a good goalie now. They obviously have unbelievably high-end talent. And then I feel like Vegas could be in there, too, just because, like, I think they have an upgrade over their coach. Um, Or on the bench, I feel like uh, Bruce Cassidy's a really good coach. Bruce Cassidy's a very good coach, and I forgot about that with Boston, that he actually is not there anymore. That's uh, weird to think about because he was there for so long. And Eichel, I think, getting into his second year, let's see what Eichel really can do out there because we know he's super talented at hockey, but we've heard about the potential personality problems and everything, so I I would love to see what Eichel can bring. But they got to stop giving players away for free. Yeah, that, I, to me, the problem with Vegas is uh, their goalie. Because right now they have, um, oh man, I'm forgetting his name Maynard. at the moment. But uh, they did Maynard. have Robin Leonard, but he's going to miss the entire season. That's right, and that's right. Yeah, so now they have, um, I, I'll i look it up. I mean, quick. this, yeah, I, I actually have it right here. I can tell you in a couple of seconds. But like, they have this young guy who performed pretty well last year, but... Um. Uh, let's see. Logan Thompson. Um, he played pretty well down the stretch last year for Vegas, but like, can he do it for a whole year? And like, he doesn't have a ton of NHL experience, so like, I have questions about that. I have questions. Yeah, I have questions yeah. about that too. So Vegas is an interesting one, and I mean, is there any? San Jose is probably not going to be good. Vancouver. No. Vancouver played better under Boudreaux, so. Vancouver's got a shot, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division. Seattle ain't ready for prime time yet. No, not even close. Anaheim's still building back up. Anaheim's not quite there. I think LA is really interesting. LA is interesting. It's like, I don't know. They, they have a lot of good young talent and like, I don't know, man. Like, like Jonathan quick was like kind of good last year. And, like, I know he's kind of splitting the crease right now, but, like, both of their goalies played, like, well enough. Um, so, I don't know. Like, they could maybe – I mean, they took the the Oilers to seven games last season. Yeah. Some good young players on that team. That. I like Quentin Byfield, and I think Kopitar still playing at a high level. And I forgot they got Kevin Fiala. Yeah, yeah Fiala's there. Now, granted uh, – Fiala and I don't know how he'll do in LA. I feel like he was in a really good situation in Minnesota, but like he's definitely got talent and there's a lot of talent in LA right now. So yeah, they're, they're a really weird team. I don't know what to think of them. Yeah. I I think I threw a couple bucks on them on one of the betting apps just to, you know, to win the division, just to see what would happen. Cause they had like really good odds. And I was like, you know what? 
that's the one division where I really don't know how it's going to play out. That's probably one of the, the most volatile divisions in hockey as far as who's actually going to win it. Yeah. I, I will say, I also really like Anaheim, but like not so much this year because I, I don't think they're ready for like the playoffs. Maybe not this year, but like they're building something there. They got they're a, building something. I, I'm they really a fun excited. team. Yeah. Great young talent. I mean, Zegras is just one of the, the most fun players in the NHL right now, and I'm envious of it. I, I might be just a Ducks bandwagoner just because I love watching him so much. Yeah. No, he's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of good young players in Anaheim. Yeah. So. As of today, you know, that's obviously insanely early, but who are you feeling like? Who's your cup favorites right now? Um, I'm feeling very confident about the car. I think the Carolina Hurricanes, I think this is their year to get back into the, uh, the dance right now. I don't think Colorado repeats. I'm going to be all right. I'm, I'm be having a hard time not picking Colorado, to be honest. I'm thinking Carolina, Colorado right now. I'm thinking Toronto. Toronto. I got a feeling about Toronto. Oh my God. Until they, until they could pull together and win a game seven sometime. I can't pick Toronto for anything. I have a feeling that this is the year a Canadian team wins the cup. And I think it's going to be either Toronto or Edmonton. Okay. Okay. So you're going, you're going Canada and I'm sticking within the U S here. Yeah. So you're going to be drinking milk out of bags. Come Stanley. Cup. (laughs) absolutely yes i don't know like i just got this weird feeling that like i i feel like toronto was really good last year and i feel like god they they just keep icing these super amazing teams and they just can't like figure it out in the playoffs but like i feel like once they do they're gonna like it's it's gonna be like a freight train you get matt murray in there and anything can happen that's the thing. That's the one big thing in Toronto is like, I don't know what the situation with their, like their goalie goalie situation is really not great, but like, I don't know. But with Edmonton, like they've kind of figured out like that they can go deep in the playoffs. They can make a nice little run. And so I'm thinking like, Oh, I don't know. Like maybe, you know, as long as everyone stays healthy and if Jack Campbell stays, you know, like if he plays at the level he played last year, that could be a really hard team to beat. Could be for sure. All right. Interesting. All right. I I like the spiciness. I like you're going with the you're you're really reaching for the stars with your predictions. And I like that because I'm sticking with the safe shit and I'm a big, big old wuss about it. Whenever I go safe, crazy shit happens and Mm. it's the exact opposite. So So you're you're actually actually going safe by going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Good. I'm going to place all my bets based off of uh, the opposite of what you said. Yes. Nice. (laughs) I don't blame you. As far as the big awards go, then, uh, who's your heart favorite as of today? Because I, I have a hard time saying anybody besides Connor McDavid. And I know. Yeah, I was going to say. Is, I feel like, like it has to be. McDavid is just like, he's McDavid. He, they call him McJesus for a reason because he's just the most talented hockey player in the league. He truly is. He's phenomenal. He's just absolutely amazing. And it's hard to say any other names in there. I mean, Austin Matthews is going to be up there and you know, some of the other usual candidates, but I mean, until somebody says otherwise, it's McDavid for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it comes down to McDavid. Um, maybe McCarr. That would be kind of cool if McCarr got Ooh, it. Like, that's yeah, a good I feel one. Like I like that. Yeah. I feel like it's gotta be McDavid. 
I mean, Makar's got to be up there for Norris again. I would love to see Roman Yossi make another run at the Euro- at the Norris because Roman Yossi had such a good year last year. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that would be... When's the last time someone won the Norris and the Hart? Oh, boy. I uh, I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. I don't know. To be honest with you, that's a great question. Why don't you try Googling that and I'll yeah. talk briefly about the the Vesna. But the Norris in the heart is an interesting question. I want to say it was like Bobby Orr or someone like that. It's probably been that long since a defenseman could make such a difference in the league. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's Bobby Orr. Ah, only two players have won both the Norris and Hart Memorial Trophy in the same season. Bobby Orr. Oh, yeah. Won both trophies in... Oh, wow. So he won both trophies like three years in a row. Yeah, that's right. He was just an absolutely phenomenal player of the era. Yeah. He was just unbelievable at that time. And then Chris Pronger in 99. Oh, hell yeah. Chris Pronger, baby. I totally forgot about that. Oh, what a beast. Let's go. I, f- I feel like Makar could be the next one. I feel like it's... Now that, that's an interesting bit right there. Oh, man. I, I'm liking the odds for that. I'm... I might have to find a way to put down a bet for that because my car has a good shot. That's a spicy meatball right there. Spicy meatball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super Italian right there. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Vesna? Who are we feeling for the Vesna right now? Because like there's Shesterkin's obviously like up there because he's phenomenal. And Vasilevsky's always up there. And I thought UC Saros was really good last year. So I'm going to throw aim at a bone and put uh, UC Saros as my Vesna pick this year. I want UC Soros. That's my guy too. So like, that's who yeah. I want. Cause I also have him on my fantasy team, but I have a feeling it's going to be like, I could see it being Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. I don't want Vas. I am so tired of Vasilevsky. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not Spencer even I'm not tired of him. It's just like, yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. It'd be hilarious if the backup goaltender on the Panthers won. They are spending what? 15, 14 mil a season on goaltending right now. <laughs> A ridiculous amount. A ridiculous amount. Especially I know, uh, as I know far as Spencer captains Knight's... go for a team that is in the mix competing. I know Spencer Knight's sharing the crease with Bob. So that might kind of Bob mess makes up 10 his... mil a season. And he's yeah. not the sure, surefire starter. It's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of been that way for a little while, too. Like, Bob's just... Bob is Bob. Yeah. They really regretted that contract immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I could see it being Soros. That would be cool. The final one I have here is the Calder, and it's probably going to be Owen Power. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I'm going to roll with Mason McTavish for this one because I'm a sucker for a McTavish. I know this is a McTavish, but Craig <laughs> McTavish, last guy without a bucket in the NHL, one of my favorites right there. So uh, I'm rolling with Mason McTavish because I enjoy the name, but uh, it's probably going to be Owen Power. I'm taking Marco Rossi. Oh, wow. Marco Rossi's my guy. I have been a huge Marco Rossi. He's like my favorite prospect in the last like like five years. I love Marco Rossi. And I feel like he's going to be really, 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 really good for the Wild. Now, I know he made the team. And I believe he's going to be starting on the fourth line for the Wild. But he's getting power play time. And I feel like as the year goes on, he's only going to start earning more minutes and get a bigger role. And so, and plus the Wild are a better team than the Sabres. So I feel like that's true. He'll be surrounded Sabres with a better talent. Not a good hockey team. 
I like Owen Power, but I don't know if he's enough to, you know, like really kind of put together a Calder Trophy season on his own. Because it, it, it will be very much on his own if he does. Oh, for sure. So they don't even have I feel like anymore. Yeah. So I feel like Marco Rossi, he's he's my guy. I've been sticking by him for so long and I'm I I can't wait to wait. I can't wait to watch him this year. I think it's I think he's going to have a really really good year. Okay. All right. Well, you didn't go with Owen Power, so I'm going to actually pivot back to him. For, sorry, Mason McTavish, but I'm pivoting back to Owen Power then. <laughs> so, Marco Rossi for Quigs, and I'm going to say it's the Power Hour Power Hour coming up here. So, we'll see what happens on that front. But, you know, before we sign off today, I have to talk about a really important thing that I saw. And I saw this just briefly after the show we recorded last week. But Phil Kessel, it was his birthday, friend of the show, Phil Kessel, and he got. A hot dog cake. I would expect nothing less from Phil Kessel. Yes. I'm sad it's not one of those, like, elaborate, like, is it cake things where it's, like, an object shaped like something. Although, I think there's hot dog cake hot dogs on the top of this cake. So, it's a blue cake with mini hot dogs on the side and then hot dogs on the top. So, I think there's a couple fake hot dogs on the top. But I would have preferred a giant, is it, you know, realistic looking hot dog that was actually cake. That's what I was, yeah. When so when I saw the story, I was like, no way, and I was hoping it was going to look like that. So it was a little bit of a, I was kind of let down. And I, also, I thought that it was going to be a cake, you know, perhaps blue like it is here with like. And I guess it are those real hot dogs on the top. That, I'm trying to figure out if those are real hot dogs or if they're cake hot dogs. They might also be just like plastic. That would also be. Put, they, they just put plastic on their food, like uh, real savages. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, if it was like a real, like like a cake, kind of like how it is, but just like a bunch of actual hot dogs on the top, that's kind of what I was hoping for, too. <laughs> Phil just eats 40 <laughs> hot dogs for his birthday, one for each year of his life. How old is Phil? Cake and hot dogs. Name a, med- it, name a more nutritious meal. How old is Phil Kessel? I always... Uh, how old is Phil Kessel? 35. Okay, so 35 hot dogs, oh, one for that. every year of his life. That's a rough Libra. 35. He and I rough are Libra. How about that? Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like his cake is, I mean, it's most certainly on brand. I, I like that it's a hot I dog can't. cake, but they could have gone bigger and better. Yeah, no, they definitely could have. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't because it's Vegas. Vegas, baby. It's Vegas, baby. That's what it's. That's what I've said baby a lot in this one. But, you know, you can't say Vegas and not have that in there. No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. And then finally, on a fly purpley note, as many of you have pointed out to me, and I do always appreciate that. The one, the only, the number one rapper in the United States besides Dylon, Cole Beasley, has called it quits. He played a couple games with Tom Brady and his, uh, his cursed ass or whatever is going on with that gaunt face right now and said, no, I've had enough. I need to retire to go be the president of the United Hate of America. That's a direct quote, actually. <laughs> it is, but we're we're sorry, not sorry to bid adieu to Cole Beasley. 80 Stings of Pain as our favorite rapper has retired so he can rap more. He's a terrible <laughs> rapper and a just annoying football player. He's a Dallas Cowboy for a long time. I hated his guts. We like to dunk on him, but we're not actually sorry to see him go. So, no, not sorry to see him go. I think, like, all right, so for fly purpley purposes, I always talk about him like he's, like, one of my heroes, and that's not true. I actually, <laughs> of all the athletes in the world, he's one of my least favorite. 
I can't oh my god, him. he's he's kind of an asshole, and, and I think it, yeah, how outspoken he was on the vaccine and everything last year, and then just uh, uh, as an Eagles fan, he was always one of the most annoying Dallas Cowboys because he does not look athletic, but he'd get open all the time, and he'd end up like being the most amazing player against the Eagles. He'd have like eleven catches for like two hundred yards and like two touchdowns against the Eagles. Yeah, it was horrible. Like, I, I I, fucking hated watching him play because he was like one of those annoying players. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of that fucking bastard for the Saints. Uh, that guy who no one knows what his position is. Taysom Hill. Oh, Taysom oh, Hill. My yeah, God. he's a tight end and a fullback and a quarterback. I hate him so much. I, I'm sure up. he's a good guy. He's he's done nothing. He Like, it's not like... Taysom he's never Hill put out a like shitty Cole rap Beasley. album. He's never put out a shitty rap album, from what I understand. From I, what as we I know, know, I don't know if Taysom Hill's got it out there. Yeah. Like, the, from what I understand, I think he's The Hills have rhymes. <laughs> oh, God. But, like, Taysom Hill, I hate him so much. And if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, you get the fuck away from me. He had, he had like, like 40 fantasy points yesterday, if anybody was, like, bold enough to start him. Because he either puts up .1 points or 45, because he plays... No position and just does stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's God. I just talking about him this past weekend was horrible for me because he succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) When Taysom Hill does well, I do poorly. Mm, I see you have a symbiotic relationship like that. Yeah. My, when he's, yeah, my mood is is very dependent on if he's having a bad game. If he's having a bad game, I'm great. And normally, normally he doesn't even have a bad game. Normally he doesn't do a fucking thing. No, no one knows who he is. On the bench, no. He just shows up randomly in games, and he does the same thing every time. And none of these dorks can stop him. These dummies know exactly what's coming, (laughs) and they can't do a fucking thing about it. And I'm like, one goddamn thing about it. It's so annoying. Ugh. It is annoying, but hey, Cole Beasley's not going to be allowed to annoy us with his talent on the football field anymore, just with his sick rhymes in the studio. I'm I'm looking forward to his his work. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, so I can't looking wait. forward to it. Oh my god! Next extended I just, play. I just also love the the theories floating on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok very often, but I saw this on like a, a article about it. Uh, that Tom Brady, so Tom Brady is going through a divorce with uh, Giselle Bundchen, and there are people on TikTok saying that Giselle is a white witch, and <laughs> because she's unhappy with Tom Brady going back to play football for another year, that and they're divorcing her protection spells no longer apply to him, which is why he looks so gaunt and his career is going like, well, you know, the Buccaneers have struggled a little bit this year, not so much yesterday, but you know, so at times this year. So there's some great theories going on out there. (laughs) Tom Brady is like, I still can't stop looking at that photo of him when he was in a press conference that it looked like he was just like a skeleton with skin. Like, yeah, it was, that was weird. I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, it's not Are you eating? Okay. I don't think he is. Um, I saw him in a commercial eating like a green bean casually, which is just a, a level of torture I don't want to think about. I'll have a little snack, just a green bean. No Apparently, way. Tom Brady hates strawberries. I've heard and that, which also he was on, makes him a giant nerd. Yeah. 
I saw him on uh, the whatever show Stephen Colbert does now, and um, I, I just saw it on YouTube. It like popped up, and it was like Tom Brady hates strawberries, and I was like, what? So I like checked it out, and um, he like basically Stephen Colbert was like, so I hear you don't like strawberries, and then he pulled out a bowl of strawberries, and he's like, we're gonna have one. And he, like, Tom Brady was weird about it. He was like, I don't want one. Like, it was really odd. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, it is very uncomfortable. He's, he's a weird guy. I don't, I don't yeah. like or trust him. Speaking of football, and this is my last thing. Um, I sent this a little, I saw this a little earlier on Twitter. And uh, this is, I guess, kind of related to the Eagles. Uh, this is from Grant Paulson. On Twitter, Ron Rivera was just asked why the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles are all further ahead in their rebuilds, which coincided with Washington's. Quote, quarterback. <laughs> Carson. So Carson Wentz Carson. is already, he's already having a bad time. Well, they got smoked yesterday. Like Carson just had, and I didn't get smoked, but Carson threw a shitty interception at the end of the game. Yeah, third and, and goal. And he was just laughing it up in the press conference afterwards. Like, hey, yeah, that's football. Like, oh my God. Not great. I don't miss that guy in any way, shape, or form. I thought I was going to miss him so much, and I do not at all. I'll hail Jalen Hurts. I, I love Jalen Hurts. He is. Oh, my, that's yes. my quarterback right there. I, dude, when they drafted Jalen Hurts, I was so pissed. I'm like, what are you doing? Dude, Harry Roseman knew something we didn't. Because I was like, why are we drafting oh, yeah. this guy when we got Wentz? Dude, <laughs> you didn't know what Carson Jaylen... Wentz was like in the locker room. Dude, no, I didn't. Jalen Hurts No, no, is... Howie wow. Roseman knew how Carson Wentz was in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would go to war with Jalen Hurts. Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. He's no, you would go to war for Jalen Hurts, not with Jalen. You don't want to go to war I'll, with I'll go to war Hurts. with him, for him. I don't care. I'll do whatever. You don't want to like, go. No, with him. Like, that's saying, like, you want to go to war against him, which you don't want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're He's right. going to remain I guess cool what as I, a cucumber and, you know, kick yeah. your ass. What I meant was, yeah. like, if he and was, like, Swole my Batman's general. Batman's going to show up and kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah. If he was, like, the general, I'd be like, let's go, Commander. I'm getting yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. As a, a man I will follow right there. I love Jalen Hurts and I'm very happy to not have Carson Wentz anymore because good lord, is that guy a train wreck. Yeah, he's it's a shame. It is sad because he was so fucking good that one year. It is, but he also kind of did it to himself. He did, yeah. Yeah. Can't fix personality. No, you cannot. Yep. Alright, folks. That's all we got for you, and it was plenty. We got a long one today, and I'm yeah, glad that, to have that's it. That's what she said. That's what she said. Jesus. <laughs> if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Quicks, where can people find you on Twitter? You know what? People can find me on Twitter at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. And also, I do want to plug something real fast. Tomorrow, which might be today, depending on when this hits the intranet, um, I have a really fun tomorrow. story coming out about the Flyers um, kind of a docu-series that they've had on YouTube called uh, The Standard. I'm sure many of mm. you may have seen it. Um, Not to be really, really confused with like HBO's The Vow or anything about a cult. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but yeah, The Standard has, I've been really impressed with it and it's been so great. Um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to just want to give a big shout out to Sean Coit. For the Flyers who helped make uh, make the story possible, it's been great. Um, 
and I'm really happy with how it turned out. So I can't wait for that to hit the internet tomorrow slash today. And uh, you guys should read it because uh, it's good, I think. So, Hell yeah, you should read it. Quiggs is a very good writer and you should check out his very good writing stuff. That's how professionals say it, writing stuff right there. Damn right. You can follow Ryan Quiggs. You can follow me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. Estee Bomb. If you want to follow my Philly stuff, there's a lot of Philly stuff these days. And uh, you certainly can do that. But for hockey, it's Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. And, hey, we got all the stuff back. Well, the forecast isn't coming back because I don't have time for that. But uh, Flyperbole. Obviously, has been here, still here, BSH Radio. You got post games with Bill Matz. You got checking out the competition with Kelly Hinkle. We're going to be doing more live green room stuff this year. So plenty of podcasting from Broad Street Hockey for you. So we are excited to bring it over to you fine folks. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, wow, wow.